We need to have more conversations to convey rather than to convince. But a lot of times, even when we just need to basically be sharing information, this is what I'm experiencing. This is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm thinking. We immediately, when our defensiveness kicks in, we immediately have conversations that, that if they're not actually to convince somebody of something, it sure sounds like that. It feels like you're debating at all times. And that's going to bring the other person's defenses up. Defense begets defense. Bill Wilson, co-founder of Alcoholics Anonymous, wrote in 1952, If we examine every disturbance we have, great or small, we will find at the root some unhealthy dependence and its consequent demand. Wilson suggested that if we could identify and continually surrender these unrealistic and unrealizable demands, that we may then be able to accomplish what he imagined to be the recovery's next frontier, something he called emotional sobriety. Flash forward 70 years and join psychotherapists and best-selling authors Tom Rutledge and Dr. Alan Berger, who have taken up the mantle of exploring Bill Wilson's new frontier. Welcome to Emotional Sobriety. Welcome to Emotional Sobriety, the podcast. I'm, I'm Tom Rutledge, and with me is uh, Dr. Alan Berger, the good doctor, and uh, our wonderful producer, Patrick Newman. Hello, guys. Hey, we got to talk fast today because Patrick's got to check out a hotel soon. Patrick, Pat, Patrick's like he's in the he's on the move. He's like he's, he's like the move. he's he's, move, he's, he's cross, moving cross country. country. Yep. I always like to imagine I'm like an elite hitman or like a secret agent. You know, when I'm checking in and out of hotels quickly. Uh, you said that. Now watch the FBI is going to break it. <laughs> That's right. No, yeah, uh, Jake. Well, JK, we haven't JK. released. We're not going to release this yet. So they're they're going to they're we're going to have a head. Well, that don't have to be released. Don't you know? Big Brother's watching us. Oh yes, always. I forgot. Huh? Yeah, always. but I'm I'm seeing my sister uh, today uh, uh, near Tom in Tennessee. Seeing mm -hmm. her for the first time in recovery. Uh, it's been about five years, five something years. like that, since I've seen wow. her. So I'm very excited. Uh, I'm on a road trip with my aunt and her dogs. And we're taking this little stop off to uh, take care of some family reunion business. So I'm real excited. You're a good man, Patrick. Uh, so are you. Thank you. Well, listen, that's part of the gift of recovery, isn't it? Mm -hmm. You are literally recovering certain things in your life, like yeah. your relationship with your sister. Right. We recover from what's toxic and then we get to recover what, what, the things in our lives, in ourselves, as often as we're talking about, but other also not just intrapersonally, but interpersonally right. recover those relationships. Yeah. Getting back what we lost. Right. That's mm -hmm. what you're doing, man. Mm -hmm. Congratulations, Patrick. That's mm -hmm. another yep. step very good. You're Thank you. Yep. Yep. A good birthday present, huh? Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, I, my, I have a friend who's struggling with addiction right now and he his he has a terrible relationship with his mom and, uh, that haunts him and he's, you know, uh, his head keeps hitting the wall. And, um, I, I don't, I don't think it's right to tell people that, uh, you know, the point of recovery is to get things necessarily, uh, you know, tit for tat, but I do mm -hmm. believe that you give it enough time and you keep at it. I have noticed a lot of things come back into my life and a lot of people come back around and I think it's just, you have to play the long game. Yeah. But, but, you know, and, and just as somebody who we've talked since we've talked recently about my, my scattered family that Alan so, so accurately points out, there's a lot of space in there, man. I, I have quoted you on that one. Uh, you know, it's just like, I mean, we, you know, a lot of space in that family. It's like, it's like, uh, but, you know, I, I've talked to a couple of clients who do, I've gone through that too. And, and some, and some issues with estranged families and, and it's like, assess what is real for you and, and not, and don't, you know, beware of 
applying, you know, unfair judgments to yourself and beware of people unintentionally applying judgments to you. I mean, cause I, you know, being, being apart from my family and, and not having contact with family and stuff like that, I, I really dealt with, a, I don't know I dealt with, I listen to people often have opinions about, it's a little bit like having back pain. You know, if you ever had back pain, everybody has an opinion about it. And it's like, I think, I think family of origin is the same way. Everybody, well, I know you're going to regret this and you're going to, you know, it's like, well, you don't know that it's like, you know, maybe you will, but you know, and so, so what I would say is listen, listen with a loop, loose grip. If people are giving you their opinion, if you haven't asked for it and just take what's do, do the AA thing, which is take what's helpful, leave what's not. There's no one way. Well, you know, that that's segue and right into the topic for today. Yep. You know, how do we deal with things on a more practical level? Cause you know, when we talk about um, some of this stuff, it's quite theoretical. And so we want to make it from the theoretical to the, to the practical, right? How do we apply these principles that we've been talking about mm -hmm. to help you function better in your relationship? So yeah. I thought maybe we could um, come up with a few different things that, that you're likely to have ha experience in a relationship, meaning your partner is going to say to you, now, we want to look at this from both ways, both as you being the receiver and, you know, in having to respond to somebody else's statement to you. We were talking about a, an email you got earlier today, Patrick, about somebody saying, hey, can you talk about differentiation in layman's terms and knock mm -hmm. off all this highfalutin, you know, language, mm -hmm. you know, and how do we respond to that, right? How do you deal with that and still stay connected? stay coordinated with the person and, you know, add more of yourself or hold on to yourself. So mm -hmm. that's the stuff we want to talk about today is, is the practical. So we're all three of us. I'm going to task us to coming up with a, a question that somebody will ask in a relationship or a statement somebody will make mm -hmm. and how best to respond to those things. Mm -hmm. And then we'll look at it from the other way is becoming aware of what you need to communicate to someone and how best to communicate that. Like, so if you're having a grievance with someone or you're having a grief, so we're going to try to, and maybe we'll just explore one side of that coin today. Next mm -hmm. week, we'll explore the mm -hmm. other side, but we're going to start with receiving. Like we're getting mm -hmm. somebody saying to us like, Hey, Patrick, how come you posted that stuff on differentiation? Didn't put it in layman's terms. No, mm -hmm. that's not what the guy said, but that may be how we air it. Right. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. criticism. Right. So what was your first tendency to respond to that, Patrick? Well, my first tendency uh, was to hate on myself for articulating it in a way that, uh, you know, mm. somebody else observed as incorrect and to immediately look at, you know, where I erred in communicating an idea. Um, but then, you know, some other, some other voices came into the bloodstream. The that was your first, that was your first mm -hmm. reaction. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. So, you know, that, that so that's the, there's two ways people typically react really three, but we'll talk about that's one of them. Mm -hmm. which is to turn it on yourself mm -hmm. and to criticize yourself with what's been said. Yeah. Um, Walt Kempler used to call that a Northern European response. <laughs> so people from, so when I was over in Scandinavia 
and doing all these workshops with the with the Danish people, mm-hmm. if they would be confronted at something, the first thing they would do is they'd look at themselves and thinking about what did what did I do wrong? They've come a long way from the Vikings. They've come a long way from the Vikings. I also think I'm Northern European now. It's like, oh <laughs> take your head off, right? As the Vikings would have. But that's opposed to the Southern Europeans, which are the Italians. You know, you say something like, you know, God, that's not a very good shirt. So, so the Northern Europeans would say, oh, man, I, you know what? What is wrong with it? What don't you like about it? And they start questioning. I, I shouldn't have got this shirt, should I? It doesn't go very well. Well, you, you say it to an Italian. He says, you don't like my shirt. Look at what you're wearing. Are you kidding me? You're criticizing me. And look at the trash you've got on your body. You got no right to talk about what I'm wearing. You don't have any taste at all. I got it. I'm, I'm making notes. I now know that I can refer to myself as Northern European and you as Southern European. I, <laughs> I am Southern European. My mother's, you know, from was from down in Naples. Uh, you know, they, they, Naples. So I'm a bit of a mix because my uh, my grandfather, my grandmother, I should say, was from the Norway. Well, you know, but let's talk about the mix for just a second. It's, it's like it's like because because I want people to, to think of it this way. Also, because you, you asked the question, what was your first first response? It's like it's you know, this, you know, and of course, this, you know, this is something I'm just repeating all the time. But this has to do with the multiplicity of stuff. You know, it's because because if I have that tendency and I identified with Patrick, where I would tend to look at myself and and and, and not necessarily, you know, we, we do tell, you know, and I want to make that clear where we, we are, we are of the of the mindset that, you know, emotional sobriety is about always looking at yourself first. I mean, to, to, you know, this, this, you start on your side of the street, but that doesn't mean there's not another side of the street. But 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 we're talking now, now you're asking about reflex. Where, where that's which is where we get ourselves in trouble with reflex and it's like where we go and i definitely go that way however that does not mean that i do not have a southern european in, on my committee well you said it patrick you said you didn't say humility you said i went to self-hate you know that that you know you recognize that voice it's like uh yeah and so but but uh, but underneath that or somewhere in the mix too is that other part you know that's one of the things i always want people to know this is is you know everybody everybody gets some kind of expression in our in our on our committee in there and the, the other part is i can have a part that says hey wait a minute you know and, and it may even be quite the opposite. It may be, it may, it may be just as inaccurate, but, but saying I did nothing wrong. And this other person or my wife, if we're talking about our marriages or no, I did nothing wrong, but she did, she did, you know? And so, and there's a, there's a, there's the debate we get into in our, in our, our, our primary relationships where it is, it's lost from the beginning because, because regardless of what's said, it's a binary thing. It's an either or. Which one of us is right about this? And, and so often it has nothing to do with, with right. It has sometimes I'll, I'll say we need to have more conversations to convey rather than to convince. But a lot of times, even when we just need to basically be sharing information, this is what I'm experiencing. This is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm thinking. We immediately, when our defensiveness kicks in, we immediately have conversations that, that if they're not actually to convince somebody of something, it sure sounds like that. It feels like you're debating at all times. And that's going to bring the other person's defenses up. Defense begets defense. That's very well said. I think I got off the track of, of, of Alan's question, though. No, I don't think you did. Let's continue with it. You know, and look, some, you know, that 
I guess the third response could just be to withdraw completely and, you know, you know, probably not want to engage at all, which is probably, you know, once again, it all comes from taking that personally and, mm-hmm. and not kind of listening to what the other person is. But we all have styles, like you said, Tom, and it doesn't mm-hmm. mean we don't have the other possibility. We all mm-hmm. do. You know, where the theme of multiplicity is, is, you know, very, very right on and important for us to keep in mind. But well, style, styles is a good place, a good way to say it, because because I, I think it's almost like left handedness and right handedness. Yeah. I think we have some each of us has certain feelings that we're more that we are more. Yeah. We may not think of it this way, but we're more comfortable with we're more familiar. And what I mean by comfort is familiar. So yeah. so, you know, there there are people like my, my I would say that my wife, uh, we've had this conversation before. My wife is going to lead more with fear. I'm going to, you know, which which is, you know, it can you know, it can be a helpful thing and can be a problem thing in its own way my tendency this uh, this is a little bit more southern european to me as, as i'm saying this is my, my mine is is to, to lead with anger uh is is and and a lot of times it, it's like that will get me get in my way because what's what's underneath the anger of course is fear hurt all those things that we are you know have been avoiding feeling I guess my contribution at this point is to say i think i think it's it, you know when you hit these spots I mean, and this is one of the things I put, I have a little, little, uh, uh, maybe we put the link to it in the show notes. I have a little thing I've given couples for years, just two, two pages called communication 101 and about some tools with this stuff. And, and before I even get to the tools, the thing I'm, the point I make is, and tell me if you agree with this, Alan, I say the most important relationship advice I can give anybody bar none is when, when there's any level of discomfort or conflict, slow down everything has to go slower because you know we all anybody's been in a relationship long enough to you know they know it's like it takes about three sentences and you're fucked you're off and running man and you and you won't let you won't you won't shut it down and go get help you'll just keep going until you dig yourself in deeper it's like and so many people actually people i've worked with certainly are relieved to hear that that's kind of normal (laughs) it's like and because the good news is that we know about it is the fact that we kind of know what to do to get people out of it well you know it's funny it's because it you know there are these two styles so you have the couples that escalate and they will escalate. They'll go from zero to 60 in a second. Yeah. Right. So we got to slow them down. There's the other couples. They say something to each other and it's five minutes before there's a response. Yeah. They're so slow in responding. They got to speed up. See, it's so. Oh, that's that's true. I never thought about it that way with, with the pair and the two. That's a good point. Alex. Yeah, no, because there's the other style that, you know, something said and you're sitting there going, OK, um, do you have a reaction to that? Because the partner doesn't. Did, say did, you, did you did you hear what what she said? <laughs> did, you, did you need a Q-tip here? <laughs> I mean, you know, it's like so. It's it's just important to pay attention to these styles because these are stylistic, right? Mm-hmm. You have yep. certain things, like you said, it's right-handed, left-handed. If just because I use my right hand, there's I still can I, just because I'm right-handed, I'm still mm-hmm. functional with my mm-hmm. left hand. Mm-hmm. Maybe not as good. And I can get and I can get better with it. Yeah, I can it's, get better with it. I can get better with it. So just be aware of your style. And look, the, the important thing is, is what does it mean now if somebody says something like that to hold on to yourself? Mm-hmm. Like one thing might be is for Patrick to be aware that he took a, in a, a offensive that is a criticism. He got defensive and, 
And, you know, and then he could calm down and he could really say to the person, look, you know, see what I think of at times is that people have so much trouble asking for what they want. Mm -hmm. You know, he didn't write to Patrick and say, I'm really having trouble understanding differentiation. Can you help me? Mm -hmm. Criticize what Patrick was doing to Mm -hmm. get what he wanted. So I want everybody to pay attention to that. Mm -hmm. Can I introduce another example? Yes. Um, Mm -hmm. I, I conflict that I have ongoing with my girlfriend of several years is uh, different flavors of you don't really care about me um, because X, Y, or Z, you know, right. uh, you didn't spend enough time on the phone. You uh, left too early, you know, the other day or whatever. And, um, you know, and the, and the, the psychic pain comes from feeling that I really do care and I really do love this person. And, um, and uh, yeah, navigating out of that, probably her. this. That's the rest of that. You do love her. You care about her. You want to please her. You'd like her to be happy with you. Yes. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I suppose that like that is where things are good lately, by the way. But that has been, you know, one of the cruxes of our conflict, I think. Well, it's good. First of all, it's good. It's good to get the you'll you know you and, and Alan. Tell me. I mean, I'm pretty sure you'll you'll validate this through your own personal experience as well as as uh, working with others. Is is you know just like our individual self self in relationships of there's going to be certain themes that just re- recur. And you know, and I always say, I always what I say is uh, I think I, you know I wrote this in Embracing Fear is that the way the way you the way you can identify a recurring theme in your life or in your relationship is because is because you hate it. You know, every time it shows up, you go like, oh, crap, here we go again. And our and the mistake people can make is thinking, well, that means I'm not learning anything. And it's like I, sometimes that's the case. We, I can give examples of when I haven't learned something. But a lot of times it's like, I don't know. I don't know how the, the universe is designed, but it just feels like I'm going to be learning something about this. For me, for me, the issue, one of the issues was was. Uh, commitment you know really really what 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 being committed i mean not just the fact of just staying committed and staying true to true to your commitment but what all that meant for me in in inside and that kind of stuff one of the problems we run into with this stuff is trying to to meet the agenda of both people simultaneously you know this is something we do not do in a business setting we if if the three of us have a meeting to, to to talk about things we need to do for the podcast we will we will actually line those agenda items up Okay, Alan, you had something, Patrick, you had something, Tom, you had something. When we're in our personal relationship, it doesn't matter how good a communicator we are in a business <laughs> setting, we will then try to get everybody's needs met at one time. All the agenda items are out there because what I was thinking about with your, your most recent uh, example, Patrick, is that the idea that if you're trying to get your need, you're, you're, if, if you're going to feel a need to express that she's wrong about you not caring enough. You know, uh, and, and, and what I can tell you from experience is, is if you're doing that when you should, when you need to be listening to her and understanding and, and really, really having empathy and, and understanding her perspective more, it's going to, it's going to, it's going to feel whether you mean to or not, it's going to feel like you're, you're, you're shutting her down and telling her she's wrong, you know, because, because that is what you're trying to do, but you're not trying to do it because you want her to be wrong. You're, you're, you're doing it to protect yourself, you know? Right. Does that make does that make sense? It's like it so comes one off of the a little is, disingenuous. Right. Well, one of the in in the communication one hundred and one thing, the one of the, one of the tools in there is just simply called take turns. Yeah. You know, 
You got to take turns. It's, it's, it's like, and, and if you can do that, you know, you can let, you know, because I, I've, I probably have said this to you, I've probably used this example before, but I always say I, I, the day I knew I was an adult was, was a day in my marriage where Dee and I were in a lot of therapy and, and we were having a hard time. And, and she was actually, we were, we were here at home and she was telling me some stuff that, uh, that, that hurt her and, and concerned her. And, and, and it was, it was accurate stuff about me. Uh, and what I, the way I describe it in hindsight is I neither crumbled with like, what you talked about Alan run. I didn't run away. I didn't hide. I didn't crumble and I didn't defend, you know, and I, you know, I, 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 I listened, I stood there and it was, I can remember in my, I can feel it in my body. When I say, even say this, this was decades ago and I'm going like, no, it hurt. I hated to hear it. I didn't even think everything she was saying about me was accurate. But what I had learned from my therapist was if you start nitpicking at that point, you're, you're going to be in trouble. You know, it's like what you need to do is really let her know that you're taking, you're listening to what she says. And that's one of, that's one of the hardest damn things to do. And it's one of the most valuable things to do. Let's go back to that example. You know, your girlfriend saying to you, you know, I've been on road trips before. I'm currently on a road trip and on previous road trips, um, I haven't uh, taken as long in my evening check-ins with her when I'm off the road and I call to check in and um, not conscious, uh, consciously trying to get off the phone, but um, you know, I'm just not putting as much energy or kind of, I guess, emotional capital into the phone call and that, and then she feels that. And um, there's nothing, I don't feel that there's anything wrong, but she observes that there's something wrong with how emotionally distant I'm, coming off in the phone call or how long the phone call is. And, um, and so, yeah, there's just, uh, you know, she's hurt by that um, because she feels that I'm not really present. And um, that is a, that then becomes a conflict. So how do you deal with that? What do you say to her? The, just the battery of excuses. I, uh, you know, it was a long day on the road and I'm tired and uh, you know, um, I really do love you. Remember that text I sent you with the, you know, selfie from in front of the frozen yogurt place or whatever you make it you make a well, case so, you make a yeah. case to, <laughs> right, right. i do what you said which is to try and like you know disprove <laughs> that she feels right that, uh yeah we're trying to find out what works for each individual relationship there's nothing wrong with doing that i mean it's like it's like this is not what this is one of those things where it's not about somebody doing something wrong and you gotta do that it's, it's like it's doing it's, it's basically you're 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 not making the connection right that's right right because she yeah. doesn't stop and say Oh, Patrick, thank you for sharing all that. Now I understand. <laughs> so much yeah, that's that's never happened. Yeah, I've never, I've never, I've never met, I've never met this woman. But I, but I would be disappointed in her if that was a response that she even had. <laughs> that's so. That's the first part of it is to recognize that, and this is a common response that we have. So, the you know, I'm so glad you brought this up because I'll tell you, there's people listening to this and they relate to this i've related i can relate to this tom can relate to this Mm -hmm. so so it's very common like what you do is you respond to the content of the issue she's saying you don't spend time with me you haven't called me as much so you go and you're going to now address the content as though if she had the correct information she would feel different see that that's that's the that's the that's the philosophy you're operating under. And, which, and, guess, and guess what? I, I jump in there because Alan, I, just, I never thought about it just, just this way, because when you said if she had the correct content, now this is all, all again, all benevolently motivated. 
if, if you had the correct content, which means underneath that, what's being communicated is you're wrong. Right. <laughs> okay. That's coming across. And we don't think that's not what we you mean to be saying. We're not, you're but, not, but, 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 but you're right. That's, so there's that's a, coming. You're wrong. <laughs> there's a dismissing of her feelings. Yeah. So in addition to missing you, now she's dismissed. <laughs> so it goes from bad yeah. to yeah, leave it to Patrick, man. It's like, worse. <laughs> goes from bad to worse. You made him say it. I this, love it. <laughs> now, now the only thing you could do that would be worse than that, and I and I imagine you don't do this, is then you become disapproving. Mm -hmm. So, right. so the the real denigration of this would go from she's missing you to dismissing that she's missing you mm -hmm. to then disapproving that she's missing you and making her wrong for missing you. Mm -hmm. Right. There's a lot of ego cleanup, I think on my side with well, all that. It's, it's mm -hmm. all driven by this thing about, please think well of me. I'm afraid that you're not going to love me anymore. If you mm -hmm. think I'm such an, you know, so I'm, I'm so bad at relationships that I'm not there to, to make you happy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. See, it goes back to that anxiety about she's already feeling an abandonment anxiety. That's what's underneath her stuff. Mm -hmm. And then now your response is you're feeling abandoned. You don't want her to abandon you. So you're getting anxious and you're moving her, to her towards her to try to repair the relationship. So let's recognize that. See, you when you do that, you're trying to restore the relationship, the balance in the relationship. That's a typical movement towards restoration or repair. Mm -hmm. and, and it's not. And like Tom said, it's unintentional that mm -hmm. we not only not don't repair the relationship, but we make several more holes in the side of the boat. So it's right. more water, not less. Well, well, when, 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 because it gets our defenses up. And when, in, you know, and, and, you know, and I always, always will disclaim that, you know, women, I need women to explain to me if they have the same thing. But I do know this about men. We do have this thing I, I call the white hat addiction, you know, that is basically, it's like when we don't necessarily think of it, it's always this way, but it's like, even even wearing a dingy colored hat is not is not acceptable to us until we actually do the work of understanding that you know none of us none of our hats are nearly as sparkling white as we like to think they are you know we need to be the good guy and it's, and it's like when somebody you know it's 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 like and we and we i mean i think this is true and i'll say this up to you guys and you can tell you can correct me if i'm wrong but but I, you know we we contrast ourselves through our lifetime, we contrast ourselves with guys that are not the good guy. It's like, you know, with the guys that are insensitive. And when we, when, when we get that feeling, or when I I'll say for myself, when I get that message, like if, if, if uh, I'm hearing what you're hearing is I'm thinking she's not understanding what that I'm, that I'm the good guy, you know? And it's like my fear, my fear of being, you know, and that goes to what Alan's saying about the fear of, 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 of being left, being, you know, all that, but it's like, I don't even think we like the idea of just acknowledging our, our imperfection. Yeah. So, so now all of this is happening automatically, unconsciously. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And quickly. Right? She's, she's and quickly. Conscious. She's reacting to her anxiety that she mm -hmm. doesn't, may not even realize that she's afraid of being abandoned. Mm -hmm. It would be a very different phone call if she called up and say, God, honey, I just want to tell you how important you are to me. And mm -hmm. I'm missing you so much. Mm -hmm. And I get even anxious that, my God, you're going to forget about me and that, mm -hmm. you, you know, and then you're not going to love me anymore. And that would be devastating to me. 
Now, just imagine hearing that. It's very different, isn't it? Yeah. See, because what I just gave an example of is the sender, which we'll talk more about, mm. is being responsible for, for what I'm saying and how I'm communicating and trying to find words that most accurately reflect my experience at the time. But now your job is, is to hear that. Yeah. That's what she's really trying to say to you. So when you respond to trying to prove to her that you're not as bad of a guy as she thinks you are, you're really a good guy that you're missing, completely missing what she's saying to you is how much she misses you. And it would be very different if you just said to her, wow, sometimes I forget how important I am to you, babe. I do forget that. Yeah. Now just think about that, just that. Sometimes I forget how important I am to you. Wow, that really touches me that you miss me so much. We also need to be, this is about just basic day-to-day humility stuff too. It's like, we also need to get better at at just somebody indicating to us whether they're doing it exactly right or perfectly or whatever. It's like to, to us that we're coming up short. You know, it's like the way I know that I'm not, if, you know, if, if, if you're frustrated with me, then, then I can take in that information, even if you're not communicating it to me exactly the, 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 the clearest way I can come. I, I, I can respond without being defensive, is I guess what I'm saying. I can I can really say, say, take that into to account so that I can get better at that. So, I mean, it, because well, there's that part that's 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 that we'll talk about that in a minute. OK, I don't wanna, OK, OK. I don't wanna, people with this because if you start layering this stuff on too much it gets real fuzzy like you said right yeah now you're taking care of five needs at one time and it's just better to clean it up a little bit just especially to for for these purposes in terms of communicating there's the time for that is to it's right as well. Listen, let's you're right. No, 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 you're right. You're, you know, I, like, I, I was actually talking about taking the turns. It's like, because what, yeah, what I got, what, what went off in my head is, is that, okay, well, you're given, you're given a scenario in which, in which the, the resolution of this ideally comes from her, not him. Well, that, or, and I'm also saying that he could say to her, if let's say, let's say if he said, listen, I'll call you at five and he didn't call, mm-hmm. then that's a different issue. We're okay. not talking about that. She is saying to him, you know, you're not you're not calling as much as you called before. Mm-hmm. That's what the scenario is. It's not like he made a promise that he broke. So if he made a promise, he broke. Then we go back to what you say. And now you start to go down that and you own that. Gotcha. Gotcha. So it's a different subject. OK. Too, right. I just okay. want to stay on this one. OK. That you, you you gave me the clarification I needed. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I see it. yeah. The issue is, is that she just calling up and say, God, I. I haven't heard from you as much as I heard from you before. So her expectation was you'd contact me as much as you did before, but mm-hmm. there was no commitment on Patrick's part. He didn't sign up for that contract. It was not explicit. Yeah. yeah. Right. He, that's not what I'm hearing at least. I got so I'm just taking that scenario, right. Mm-hmm. Where she's saying this to you. And if you responded the way I responded, you see, then you're meeting her need. Then you're connecting with her as Tom was talking about mm-hmm. before on that deep, mm-hmm emotional level mm-hmm. right it would be a different scenario if you said hey i'll call you at five and then you don't call it for a day <laughs> I mean, and of mm-hmm. course then she's upset with you that you said you'd call and now the dialogue's different but the point i'm trying to make in both mm-hmm. her when i took the voice for her and i said what i imagine she's really feeling and doesn't have the words for so that's the first lesson 
Mm-hmm. Let's all understand this. Even though we're adults, we are not good at finding the words that accurately reflect our experience at the time. We are not especially, especially when we're hurting. Yeah. When there's a pain, especially yeah. when we're hurting yeah. or angry or upset or mm-hmm. any knocked off balance in any way, it's, it's difficult to find the words that will really capture my experience. So as you heard me say right. from her side and then from your side, I'm really finding the words that most accurately reflect how I feel. When I do that, there's no blame. You see, that's the thing. There's no defensiveness. It's just a sharing of what we're experiencing. Now, if I was to feel defensive, I might just say, wow, I noticed I want to convince you I'm a good guy. God, I hate Mm -hmm. having to do that. And Mm -hmm. I hate that Mm -hmm. I respond that way. If you notice that, you can own that too. Mm -hmm. But now watch the way I'm doing this, right? I'm being an observer of my behavior and I'm describing my behavior rather than reacting to it. Right. That's, See, that, that's, that's the how you're not going into defensiveness. That's the how I'm not getting into defensiveness. And that's the practical part that we want to communicate here. See, is that as you start to grow along these lines, you develop the ability to share what's most important to you and what's going on for you. And you take responsibility for the feelings you're having, Mm -hmm. right? See, I'm not putting it on you that your job to make me feel okay. Right. That's my job. And yet that boundary gets very blurred in relationships. I'll tell you, man, it's one of the Mm -hmm. biggest clarifications that I've had in my life is to understand that. And still, I don't, there's still part of me that believes I'm responsible. It's Mm -hmm. smaller than it's been before, but it used to be huge. I used to feel totally responsible for the other person's happiness. If they weren't happy, it meant I was the most terrible partner in the world. And you said to me before that most people don't know how to love or they've lost sight of that. I don't know about what other people do, but I know that for me, like this kind of feels like being my first serious long-term relationship in recovery, the first time that I'm even conscious that any, of any of these forces operating inside of me. And um, yeah, I'm just, I, I've become aware of just how low my capacity was with previous relationships to really like see the other person at all. Well, it's you, your point is so well taken. I look back and I realize how spastic I was. <laughs> I mean, in relationships, I was, I can't believe that anybody would eat after would have a second date with me <laughs> sometimes the first one. Yeah. I mean, it's when I look back, I go, my God, you know, Herb talks about being a Neanderthal and I relate to that, man. Mm-hmm. I was so primitive in my ability to understand my feelings, to be able to express myself, to be able to, to be able to communicate what was really important and to be able to tolerate some kind of level of vulnerability. Absolutely. Well, and I think, I think too, what, 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 what Patrick's saying right now is it also speaks to another thing, just about anybody who's, who's in, in this work and understanding that this work is about learning. It's about, and that's the humility part of this is, is, is the idea is 
you know, we I, I think there's a there's 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 this sort of cultural expectation that when we, you know, we grow into these adult bodies <laughs> that we're supposed to know how to do relationships. You know, and it's like I, I it's one of the reasons I always say our family of origin is like our family, our, our alma mater. It's where we, you know, forget we don't have to judge it as, as horribly dysfunctional or not, but it's where we learned, you know, and where what have we learned about relationship? And, and a lot of times, a lot of times these are sins of omission, not commission. It's like we, we don't know a lot about how to, how to have a relationship. We, we you know, our parents didn't grow up at a time when when people really talked about you know, our, our parents, I should, I should say, yeah, we're different. We're a different generation than you, Patrick. But it's like like that, that you know, where they grew, they grew up talking about relationships and parenting and all this other stuff. So it's it's like it's like it's it's, it's different. And, and the idea for you just to see yourself when, when there's some part of this where you feel like a novice is like good for you. You know, I'm, I'm learning. You know, the, you know, it's the old Buddhist beginner's mind. You know, the, the expert has nothing to learn. The beginner, everything. It's like be open to learning that that stuff. And it's it's and and you and you and you're it's a kinder way to be to yourself because if you see yourself as a person who's a student who's learning, you're not going to be beating yourself up as harshly anyway. You may you may critique yourself, but not crit, you know condemn yourself. Right. That's right. That's a yeah. great that's yeah. a difference. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So good. This was a good beginning of this discussion. Mm -hmm. We know that you have a checkout time here and we don't want to, but you're not a hit man. You're not, you're not a hit goons to come in and throw you. Yeah. Out. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's not because you have to get to a certain, certain no. building to no, never mind. <laughs> right. Listen, have a safe trip, Patrick. Yeah. We thank you so much. Yeah. Into June. Uh, yeah. here in Doylestown and in uh, Pennsylvania. So you'll we'll be together. It'll be fun. Yeah, we'll see everybody next week. Tinge your life. Tinge your myth. Cultivate your narrative with whomever you're with. Then with glass in hand and children on one knee. Bring some stories. Bring your stories back to me. It ain't a crime to be a human Never be ashamed to be yourself Rest assured that whatever you're doing Will entertain me like nobody else So here's to us, my old friends Until it's time to drink the wine and break the bread again With glass in hand and children Bring some stories, bring your stories back to me.